your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EM Radio. Good evening. Over the past several weeks, my sister and I have urged that all Raw superstars and WWE employees work together during our father's recovery. And despite our pleas for unity, we've seen vehicular destruction, the unauthorized removal of a WWE superstar, and announced talent being physically threatened, general unprofessionalism and infighting, and the unexpected, unadvertised crowning of a new world heavyweight champion. Due to our corporate responsibilities and our dedication to our father, we've been physically unable to attend Raw. However, if things don't change, then some actions will definitely be taken. So please, for the sake of your company, for the sake of our family, let's try one more time to work together as one. Thank you, and have a great show. We'll be watching. to figure out what I'm going to tell. Why is this mic sound so terrible today? <laughs> tune in, tune in, stop, stop. Uh, uh, uh. It sounds better now, I guess. Yeah. All right, let me... All right. See, I'm trying to figure out what I should complain to DoorDash, how to word my, my, my grievance with DoorDash. They screwed up my, uh, they screwed up something. Anyways, Tuesday night, November 9th, 2021, episode 711, I believe, of The Rant is officially live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, RantEMRadio.com, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a plethora of other platforms. Welcome one and all to the mothership of this network, The Rant. 
double A as always, being joined by Tony C. Hey, yo, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, let me get my head sitting in here. And now let's see if we can hear the silver one himself, Mr. Philadelphia. Philadelphia on the air. Philadelphia. You're on. Of course, he doesn't unmute. He's unmuted, which means he's jiggling the cable. He's doing something. Server. Well, I wait for Surfer, I'm messaging DoorDash. So come on, Surfer. Say something. Or type something. (sighs) Surfer. Here, I'm enjoying my conversation with DoorDash. Help! Help you do what? What do you want me to help you with, Surfer? You've got a set of brand new knees. You don't need help. He he asked you to help him. How can I help you if I don't hear you? That's number one. Number two... What do you want me to? to I'm type not something. type something. Like well, whatever you said. Did you tell me to type something? I okay. I yeah, well, just to tell us that you're alive. Jesus! At least we can hear you now. Good Lord! In the time waiting for you, I was able to to air my grievances with DoorDash. <laughs> Jesus. Another Tuesday night. What did I get wrong? It's not that they got something wrong. So, this is what happened. I put in an order today for uh, for for some Italian food, right? And I had a promo code fifty percent off. You know the bill, the tariff. Was it for new customers? No, 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 and everything goes through. I go and do whatever I'm going to go do. The order is going to be here in 30 minutes, whatever. I come back. I check my phone real quick. Your order has been canceled because uh, something something's wrong with the restaurant. Okay. They're going to return the money and whatever. But I said, hey, what about my coupon? My 50% off. It's not 5%. It's 50%. And a 50% coupon don't come that, come come easy. So, I emailed DoorDash. And I'm like, hey, 
it's fine and well that you canceled my order and returned my money, but what about that 50% coupon? I can't use it again because it's not coming up now on my thing. And if you want me to order from another restaurant, I'm going to have to pay full price. So that's where we are with that. So they have to refund me my 50%. You see? The silence is deafening here. I mean, fifty percent is fifty percent. It's not, but 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 here it's fifty percent. Listen, the bill was sixty bucks. Fifty percent of that is thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. The food plus three on top of that. What was that? Was it fifty percent off, including the delivery charge? No, just fifty percent off the food. The delivery, the deli- but, the, but still the delivery. The delivery fee was was I think a dollar ninety nine. It wasn't it, nothing big. Who was you tipping? I was tipping four dollars. I always tip four dollars on deliveries. Mm. Would they recommend? No, I don't tip. Food? I don't tip what they recommend. You know why I don't tip what they recommend? Because nine times out of ten, okay, the food doesn't come timely enough. Second, I've been screwed over a few times by being, you know, the last stop on three or four stops. And thirdly, the restaurant is literally down the street. When I say down the street, I could walk there, but I don't feel like walking there because I had things to do here. That's why mm. I paid for somebody to bring it to me. And $4 to drive five minutes, sufficient enough. And if you got a grievance with that, send your emails double A. You can find me very easily on Facebook and Twitter. Four dollars. Do you have any idea? Four dollars is an acceptable tip. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Do you have any idea what's like a driver makes off of a order outside the tip? Not that much. Not Not that much, but they are doing multiple orders in an hour. I'm sorry, surfer. If the bill is, let's say the bill is. I don't need to be sorry. No, no, no. But let's let's say the bill is ninety dollars. Okay. They want you to tip in addition to the service fees. They want you to. T- they want you to tip like you would if you were sitting down in a restaurant. Eighteen twenty percent. I'm sorry. That ain't happening. Huh? That's not happening. Low low end fifteen. It's not happening. It is not happening. Okay. It's, I don't order. Listen, if I order from somewhere that it's going to take a long drive to get over here, that's an entirely different story. But if I'm ordering something that is literally five minutes away and I'm ordering it because I, I don't want to get out, I'm sorry, they're not getting 
$15-$20 tip. It's not happening. You're going to tell me for a for a 20-minute run maybe on a 20 uh, they get a $20 tip, that's making $60 an hour. If you look at them like you know, the, the driver is your interest to it. No, surfer, I don't. You know why? I, I because because a wait because I'm going to tell you something. A waitress, a wait, a waitress comes to your table and says, "Would you like a refill with your soda, sir? Would you like uh, more garlic bread? Uh, would you like dessert? Whatever." These people walk in the door. Pick it up, throw it in their car, and bring it to me. Money on gas. Again, I order from places that are five minutes away. This is not, I don't order, listen, I live in Pembroke Pines, Florida. I don't order something from Miami that's that's 20 miles away. I don't, I simply don't. Even if the delivery is free, for example, I won't do it. It's not right. It's disrespectful to the driver to do something like that. And it's going to cost me an arm and a leg on top of that because I'm going to feel bad because I'm going to have to tip them very heavily from drive, for, for driving all the way out in Miami to all the way over here, which I know is a bitch. It's a 45-minute drive. Not gonna, I, I won't do it. I simply will not do it. If I don't want to go to McDonald's, which is literally down the street, okay, the dashers that pick up the food are in the area. Somebody from North Miami Beach is not going to pick up an order from a McDonald's that is five minutes from my house. Delivery services for fast food. Huh? Can't bring myself to use the delivery services or fast food like McDonald's. And I've Wendy's. done it. I've done it. I've done it for for mostly McDonald's, and nine times out of ten, I've never had a problem. Because on top of that, they bring it to you sealed in a bag. I mean, sealed. The bag is sealed. I have to see videos of people drinking kids' milkshakes. Yeah. I mean, I would not do. I would not bring anything now with a drink, but I used to have drinks delivered with no problem. In a bottle, I'm bringing the drink. You know, and I know Tony. Tony C. I know that uh, uh, you probably are in the same mindset as I am. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. You Um, don't order food delivery from outside your neighborhood. You don't. Nope. And there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse to tip more than four, five dollars on a local food run. Because if you if you've got a dasher, if you've got a door dasher, okay, that collects a percentage of the service fee and the tip most of these dashers pick up four or five or six orders an hour and they make multiple stops in the same area if you live in a high populated area I live in a city where there's 300,000 people 
it wouldn't make sense to travel all over the city. No, in the in if you're in the when I say all over the city, I'm talking about like where I live. The city's not huge, but there's three hundred thousand people here. So you could very easily have four orders in this city, and to get from one place to the next might only be a five minute drive. I live in a large city, huh? I'm sorry, I live in a large city. I know you live in. I know you live in a large city. If I was a driver, I'll stick to one neighborhood. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, me too. But but the thing is, in those cities, number one, it's a little bit more difficult, and number two, they stick to they stick to the. Like you said, they stick to very small segments of the neighborhood because, example, New York City, okay? We'll, we'll even, uh, New York City, what? There's 8 million people in New York City? Five boroughs. Yeah. Five boroughs. You're not going to be traversing from from Brooklyn to the Bronx to Queens to Manhattan and then go to Staten oh, Island. It's not going to happen. You're not even going to... have... You're not even going to stay within the actual... You're not even going to stay within Manhattan. You're probably going to go in a subsection of Manhattan. You might just work Times Square, and that's in it. Manhattan, a lot of areas that's not called Manhattan. No, I know. Like in Philly, oh, there's probably in Philly they probably nice. only they probably only work Second City, Surfer. Second City. Isn't isn't there a segment in uh, or no city center or whatever in uh, in Philly? Is he really center city is the, the city is the downtown now about DoorDash. Well, well, all the businesses. And the yes, we are. Area. We are arguing about DoorDash. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I am not airing my grievance on the DoorDash are. fees. We are talking about the tip. The tip is surfer. Man, surf, surfer questioned my tipping. Yet, for years, we've been questioning surfers' tips on free so pancake I, day. I turned, that's why I flipped it on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't. Right. But it's not going to work. Because I, t- I justify my tips. Food. Ever heard of a place called Gold Belly? No. Now, Double A? Yes. This, this show is called Rant, right? Yes. All right. I was, you know, chilling out, watching some b-ball outside of school, you know, the past seven days. And I ran across a great rant. It was on the episode 48, if you mind queuing it up. 48? 48 of Freaks and F and Geeks. Oh, Freaks and F and Geeks. All right, hold on. That's going to take me a second. In gold. Until seven minutes left in the in the episode, you must have been waiting days for this to tell me this. <laughs> yep. Okay. Have you not been over this one before? No, I ain't got nothing to do. I mean, it got a little bit to do something to do with you, but it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's not about you. I mean, it kind of is, but it ain't. It ain't one of yours. Freaks for I always you. Always so. No, I'm saying I thought you'd been through them all by then. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Those are some good ones in there. Oh no. Yes, I this my good friend of mine, Mr. L Chippy Young. 
And he's in a mood on this night. I mean, he... And it was at the end of the show, and he was not having it. So let me read and the des- let me it. let me read the description. <laughs> it says freaks get started with Lee having to host from his car, though on a very clear <laughs> yep. connection, Rage seems to have a problem with it. From there, the boys begin to talk about AJ Styles since it's AJ Styles Appreciation Night. From there, we get a run-in from Rage's sister. This and so much more that you do not want to miss out on. So, I assume we're going to hear something very interesting here. Because I don't remember. Oh, the last, this last seven minutes, it's going to jog your memory. All right, let's I'll take... I'll talk about you got to go with seven minutes remaining on the dot. So, yeah. so, let's go back. Okay, we're going to go back in time then to uh, February 2nd, 2016. I believe this was a week before Surfer's birthday. So you said Yo. seven minutes left on the blower. Uh, seven minutes left in the episode. Oh, fuck that. Surfer want to act like he all high and mighty, but he want to talk shit about people when they ain't around. Surfer, he no better than Tony C. Surfer, you can go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I hope. Wait, I hope we gotta go. We gotta go. I Josh E, Sugar Shane, Lil K, Nobody, Lon Shell, Jeff, Patrick Sedell, Rick Dara from Tongue's Brunch, Watu, Jan Double A, and two anonymous users from who knows where the fuck they came from. Wow. It's Friday. You know, I'm too much I hope wow. around. Don't disrespect the fans, Rage. I hope I hope somebody takes his shit all over Surfer's cake. Go fuck yourself, Surfer. And okay. open, happy birthday, motherfucker. Fuck Surfer. Oh, oh my. Okay. okay. <laughs> Kiss my ass, Surfer. Eat a dick, Surfer. Now I'm done. Now we can do the show. Pastor Sadell, Super Shane, Jeff, Nobody, and a couple others. Uh, of course. Wait, best part coming. Freaks and that from Geeks. Love the fact that y'all stuck in for the night. And uh, hopefully, they'll see y'all again next week. Later. Wherever Lee went. Oh, Squire, we didn't see you, Squire. You, you just popped up in here, Squire. What are you talking about? We didn't see you. Blanchelle. Blanchelle in the house. We didn't see you. Yo, look, I'm looking at a list of... I'm looking at a list of people that, that, that are here. You were not on my... On, you were not here, Squire. Matt? Yeah, everybody wanted to say, "Oh, you forgot me." You just, you just popped up in here. 
Yeah, man, acknowledge the room, man. Oh, yeah, and Dixie. You know, yeah. You know what, man? How about this? New rule. Here's a new rule. If you just popped up in here, I ain't acknowledging your ass. You just popped up in here. Like, no, Matt actually been in the room for a long time, actually. So how come I didn't see him when I first saw him? You know what? Let me, let me say this shit, all right? Do me a favor. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, Rage, go ahead and play the show, please. I did. I just Uh-oh. Yeah, come. I plug shit. Oh, I didn't plug anything. Yeah, because... Rage, <laughs> just... Wait, wait, wait. Plug the show, please. Can I do my shit, please, without Rage. interrupting? Rage, I don't need you to say anything. Just stop plugging, please. I don't, I, I don't need you to interrupt me. Don't do my shit. Rage, listen to me. I'm not... Listen. This is not fucking the show. Hey, listen to me. This is not me on the fucking show right now, yo. I'm serious. I have to go. I have something to put. I got to do. Oh, I, 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 I got you. I got you. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. Go. Got you. Got you. Got you. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Getting mad. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ray Ian Radio. Oh, he messed me up. Yeah, good program. Good, good program. We're coming up, uh, continuing uh, this week. I'll continue. On uh, Thursday, we're ranting wrestling. The Mofo Magic Booty and Doomsday, that'll be at 9 o'clock on Thursday. Friday, Phil and Dave with Turnbuckle Throwbacks. That's at, it's live on Friday at 9. Saturday is the Rep Calling Show with William Morgan at Saturdays at 11. And Sundays, what are you reading? Comic Book Show with Jordan Worth Cobb. That's at 5 o'clock on Sundays. And then, Up Brunch with Rick Dara and uh, why do you think Rick Garrett and Mick Preston this live every Monday following Raw at 7.30 and then it's the publishing show The Rant every Tuesday at 8 and then we'll be back next, next Tuesday next Lovely Clark it's coming Lola it's coming uh, the coverage for Super Bowl 50 this Sunday this Sunday at 4 o'clock as Sam Newton and the Carolina Panthers take on the old and and, and completely open terrible uh, Peyton Manning Denver Broncos oh this motherfucker um, <laughs> and uh next time we bring you pay-per-view coverage will be Sunday February the 21st for WWE Fastlane coverage begins we show at 7 o'clock. The chat room will be open during the show, and we will end the night with the post show at 11 o'clock. And uh, follow us all on social media. Join all of our group pages and listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever we are available. And Cash Cow, fuck you. I don't suck. You know what? That's, that's enough. Fuck it. We'll do it in post. We'll fucking do it in post. We'll do it in post. We'll do it in post. Because <laughs> I said I had to go. We'll do it in post. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm already done. <laughs> I'm already done. Fuck. I'm already done. I'm already done. Tell him good night, shit. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this problem? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? What? What is Oh, God. Little K, tell him good night. I can't fuck with Rage right now. I gotta go. Good night, guys. Thanks, pal. Forgot to highlight you, too, man. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next Good night. Time. We're doing live. We're doing live.
<laughs> oh my god. Wait a minute, is there anything at the... Sometimes there's things at the end of this song. Hold on. We haven't heard this in a long time either. Hold on. Let's see, let's see. Here. There's, there's a few more seconds. No, no, it looks like there's nothing. Nope, nothing. All right. Oh, look at that. So Lee lost it. <laughs> he lost it. <laughs> Let me see. Can I play that little drop again? Hold on. I'm already done. I'm already done. Fuck. I'm already done. I'm already done. Tell the night, shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Now, if you do want a good laugh, you go back to that episode two weeks uh Mega Slam when you said what you said about the diabetic test strip kit at the uh, end of the show. He was laughing his ass off. Who Lee? On the music. <laughs> yep. Oh wait a minute, okay. We haven't, we haven't done this in a while. We haven't we haven't taken a trip down uh memory lane. Memory lane. What do you think about those comments, Surfer? <laughs> it's all flooding back to you. It's all flooding back to you, huh? It's all coming back to you now. So, uh-huh. so wait a minute. You said two weeks before this episode? Two weeks before Mega Slam. Oh, Mega Slam. Mega Slam was on the... It was on August. 23rd of August. On the 23rd of Hold August. On. I, I see It you. might be episode 26. Hold on. I think it's 26 or 25. I might have these actually saved. Freaks. I've got an episode. Let me see here. Nobody said anything about a disgrace about you slacking off at work. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're right. You know what it sound like? Remember that show V? <laughs> when, when that little green baby came out of stomach? It's not even that. He didn't even put in the effort. He didn't. He back there. Come on now. You know how this thing go. He, he's done this before and ain't nobody call him out on it. He's done the same thing before and he's muted himself. He, uh-huh. I uh you muted. And to be subject to that. Let me see, um and then it must be episode twenty five. Hold on. Cause that was twenty four. Uh Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me let me see here. I'm gonna see what the what the description for twenty six says real quick. It could be this. Rage takes the mic and vents what's been going on in his personal life. And Lee and Double A are not pleased with what he reveals. It could be that. Let me see here. Uh, this is what training is for. This is what we prepare for. You don't you don't just drop everything and get into a... No. So you're not ready. You gotta prepare for this. I should have... I have... You know what, Double A is the professional... 
Uh, Any, um, anybody else? Anybody got something to say? No? Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ripaid, I'm Rage uh, for Lee Champion and the Non-Believer, which, who is Double A. You know, I still don't understand. Are you ready? Yes or no? That was a simple question. And then... Yeah, and I gave you an answer, and okay. you just weren't satisfied by I know, it. But I, okay. Hey, uh, for all of us I didn't ask here, we'll see, you, we'll see you next Tuesday night for another episode of Freaks and F and Geeks. Good night, everybody. Yeah, no, I can't understand why. Yeah, it's 26 with a minute and 40 seconds left in the show. The show's over. That's, that's how you want to operate. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then this and then that. And then just, Laters. Yeah, I, I mean, Rach just is... Well, I know. It's just... Uh, God, then... And he doesn't want to doesn't want to give it a straight answer. And then this is how, how can you do business with him? <laughs> the show is over. You can do all of that, all of that, all of that shit. Uh, you can do all of that shit off the air, but the show's over, oh, sir. So if you mind, you know, who's giving us our, our our closing music, and we'll be on our way. Thank you very much. Please. That's such a surly attitude. Please, if you if you would if you would if you would be so kind. You would be so kind. I, I mean, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. I asked. I asked a very simple question. And, uh, you would be so kind as to give us our closing music. Yeah, you on our, I think you ran from it. I gave him an answer, and if it wasn't good enough for him, then shit. Okay, but I don't know what else he wants. I gave him an answer, and it wasn't good enough for him. So fine, show's over. Can you give us our closing music, please? You know what? You know what's unfortunately about this whole situation. What's that? Now there will be nobody on Sunday to check Rage's sugar after the pizza eating contest. That's fun. <laughs> That's cool. And that. I will kick his ass. Go on, Rage. Keep talking over the music. Go ahead. You want, you, you know, we, we, we can keep the show going if you want. No, the show's over. Uh, you sure about that? I, I mean, Rage, I mean, you, you seem so, so... Uh, you're, the you're, show you're, is over, sir. You're on fire. Answer the question, Rage. Answer it. You don't want to answer it, Rage? Come on now. Answer it, Rage. Did he hang up? No, he's still there. I'm being a little fat. I'm Rage. Oh, man, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's just a couple of uh, oh man, memory lane walk. Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, whatever happened to your connection? <laughs> oh hell! It seems like you get on the air, and after five minutes, five minutes, there goes the uh, the. Tzz, 
I thought this week you were going to fix the mic situation. Yeah, it did. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you want me? Let's let's play back what what is heard on the air. Okay. I can hear it too. <laughs> I mean, you want me? Let's let's play back. No, oh, okay. The feed caught up too quick. Anyways. So yeah, that's some uh, nice memory lane stuff right there. Man, oh man. So let's go around the room and see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. That way, say hello to Tony C and see what's going on with you these last seven days. Nothing much, really. You know, just taking it easy, staying out of out of the way. You know. Uh, shout out to my my YouTube fellas, my my, my boys I met through YouTube. Uh, they listening. I was gonna listen on the back end. Tay, G Lord, Debo. Gotta shop them out now. Uh, but other than that, you know, nothing big. Nothing to report on the home front, man. Just staying out the way, man. Hey. That's it. All right. And I got wings waiting on me, Dublin. Oh, you've got wings waiting on you. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, what about you, uh, Surfer? Oh, wow. I didn't hear what you said. I was trying to get that uh, static out. What, what, what's the question? So let's play that back. <laughs> So, Surfer, I asked, "How's your? What'd you do this week?" Well, I have been on a mini roll. Okay, comes to scratch off tickets. Scratch off. Okay. I have have won about six on six different scratch off tickets this week. Okay. Go ahead. Now I, I found a sound sound effect uh, uh, bed that I'm interested in. Go ahead, Surfer. <laughs> nah, I just it's just like every other ticket I bought has it had some kind of win on there. But uh, I bought a couple of dollar scratch offs, right? Yes. Okay, on the you know some scratch offs, you gotta get a certain symbol to win. Mm-hmm. And then with those tickets, they also have a second symbol that if you get that symbol, then you win all the prizes on that ticket. Okay. So for the first time ever, I got a win all ticket. Okay. Guess how much each, each prize in that ticket was? Four. It was four prizes. Fifty Guess bucks. Guess how much each one was worth? Fifty bucks. What? Fifty bucks. No. No. A hundred bucks. A dollar each. So you won five dollars. No, I won four dollars. Okay. Wow. Four dollars. All of them was a dollar. So I won all. What you do? Buy some more scratch off. So the the next day I buy another ticket. Okay. And it's like I was being pumped Uh because I got another win all ticket. Okay. This time it was for five dollars. All right. So you won $5, okay? 
four and five. But I've been winning on other on some other scratch offs. Where I've been one about uh, hundred twenty dollars. Oh. So wait a minute. That's it. You 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 won nine dollars this week. No, I said one. I said play other scratch offs where I won a hundred twenty dollars this week. Yes. Oh, look at you! Look at you! Yeah, I'm playing a game called uh, Naughty or Nice. Oh. And the way it works is, so you have uh, you, know, you scratch off a bunch of numbers, numbers, and then like there's like different lines with different prizes. But there's two prizes on each line. If you scratch off the entire line, you win that prize. Oh! But if you don't scratch off any numbers online, you win a different prize. Oh! And if you don't scratch off anything, you lose. No. Oh. No, no, no. If if there's a line where you don't scratch anything off. Uh huh. You win a different prize. They have a naughty, naughty list of prizes and a nice list of prizes. Oh. So if you don't get any, if you don't scratch off any numbers, you win the naughty prize. Oh. And if you scratch off the whole row, you win the nice prize. Oh. Look at that. The server's rolling in, rolling in silk. He's farting through silk. Plus, Plus uh, got a couple bonus uh, on, on a couple of tickets. Oh, a couple of bonuses. Look at you. Yeah, it's been a lucky week for me. Yes, it has been. I, I, now, let me ask you. So, do y'all play lottery at all? Once in a while. Okay. No. So. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a like, affirmative no from Tony C. So, I, I, I used to be like. I, I, I luck out, I get a scratch off, I get a couple of dollars, and I cash in the ticket. Or be stupid enough to buy more tickets and then lose everything. Then somebody told me it's best to save up all your winning tickets till you have a lot of money and then cash them all in. So that's what I've been doing. What kind of logic is that? Well... If you win five dollars, yeah, okay, you're just going to blow it anyway. If you save up your tickets to accumulate how much you win and then cash them at one time, then maybe you might have a couple hundred dollars instead of just a five dollar ticket here, ten dollar here, fifty dollars there. Unless you show a little self discipline and save the five dollars. Yeah, I'm saving it by not cashing in the ticket. <laughs> Okay. So Surfer's been gambling. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. You know, I got, I got to get that Christmas shopping money together. Well, that's right. You got to buy yourself a new mic. Oh, man. That too. So, uh, we're bringing everybody up to speed on the, uh, on the YouTube stuff here for Power Rangers and they are now have uh, the entire series the, the original series 
is now available on YouTube, including the Alien Rangers episodes. I've been going back watching the Japanese stuff, and that's why I was playing when Server was talking, because for some reason there's, a, there's, a, there's a, apparently a, a bed here of just sound effects of the Zords and... Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. It's without no music, no nothing. Where, where, where does the power of the Power Rangers come from? From the Morphin Grid. Right. Who created the Morphin Grid? I don't know. They never, they never got into that, huh? No, it's too complicated. And was the Morphin Grid created on Earth or somewhere else? Somewhere else. So there's been power... Have they ever had Power Rangers from other planets? Yes, up the Equitians. The Equitians came and helped the, the Power Rangers when they were kids. Were they... Humanoid looking or alien looking? They were alien humanoids. They so they from, looked like humans. They were from the planet Aquatar. I would have been. I thought. Why? Why couldn't they have them look alien? You know, red, well, they, red skin or something. They had. They had weird shaped uh, heads. Surfer, what do you? And they they couldn't survive unless they were near bodies of water. Yeah, so oh my goodness. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that happened this week. I got my booster on Sunday. That maybe that's why I can't concentrate today. I got my booster on Sunday. Got to do it. And uh, no, but you know what? I feel better than I did uh, on Sunday or Monday. Uh, it's just focus. I'm I can't focus right now. Um, but yeah, I, I got my booster, and now I'm what they call, I guess, fully vaccinated. No, but fully, fully vaccinated because just the fully. just the two shots was fully vaccinated. So I guess this is fully vaccinated plus. I don't know. Uh, about right. Whatever you know, I went to my local uh, CVS, and and some uh, some Asian chick did it, and, and yeah. It was okay. All about this amazing chick. Yeah, and I and I felt it. So got that Fauci out, huh? Got that Fauci out for the huh? for the third time. Yeah, that's what Lauren Boba called it, Fauci out. So let's get into. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything uh, pop culturally that we need to? Uh, uh, first of all. What the hell are 50,000 people doing at a Travis Scott uh, festival? It's a Texas thing, man. Uh, what the hell is 50? I think it's a COVID backlash. You know, people ain't been to no real concert like that in a long time. And Oh, yeah. So because we haven't been to a concert in a long time, we'll just go around stabbing people with drugs. Yeah, that happened. 
Well, he wasn't the only one performing, right? No, there was, was the others. There was others. He was just the headliner of night one. I heard Master P was in the building. Oh, God. So it's unclear whether people died because of drugs or being trampled. No, it ain't unclear that. The ones that died Listen, of trampled. If you, if you were trampled, you'll surfer, know. You'll know, I exactly. Know. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever stepped on a pancake? Okay. For real. Motherfucker coming down flat as a bug into the board, but we still gotta we gotta we gotta do a detox stream. Yeah, exactly. We, see see. Got drugs we, we have to confirm if this was really caught killed them. No, this was somebody going around sticking people. Server, I get that. But, but, but we get that. They're trampled? Right. Yeah, you can't doubt like that. You can rush the stage. You be, yeah, but you can't doubt the died from a trample. Right. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm saying. Overcoming oh, from trademarks. Get, <laughs> no, okay. No, no, no. I'm saying. Did people get trampled and they died? Or was yes, people, people got yes. People got, but it was both. Yeah. They got stuck with a need and they still could have got trampled. <laughs> exactly. It ain't one or the other, so I'm I, both. See, I see. I can't. I could never go into a situation like that where I'm, I'm surrounded by tens of thousands of people, and uh, any little uh, shift can cause a catastrophe. Is that why you sit in the front row, sir? For all the time. No, I wouldn't go to. If listen, if I'm not sitting somewhere safe, I'm not going. I'm not going to stand around and see a concert with with that many people. That's crazy. I would never go to like a. I've never understood the appeal. Yeah, I've never understood the appeal of that. I really haven't. I understand Burning Man. I understand the original Woodstock and the message that it was that it was supposed to do, but the um, the rest of the festival. How many people died out there? Oh, the, the original Woodstock, I think uh, only one person died. But um, but that was the that was 1969. You know, different time. But of course, the drugs were more rampant. Let's 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 look that up real quick. Uh, Woodstock 69. I know there was a lot of deaths. At Woodstock in sixty uh, or in ninety nine, oh, I, I stand corrected. Uh, three people died at Woodstock in nineteen sixty nine. Um, two of them were drug overdoses, and one of them was crushed to death. And I'm sure they didn't have to do an autopsy on that surfer. He was he was truck he was crushed when he was in his sleeping bag and he was ran over by a tractor trailer. Nice. Uh, but yeah, three people died in a concert of 500,000 people. 50,000 people uh, were at this concert over the weekend, and eight people died. So. I mean, all that Coachella and all the other mass concerts. I hate. I, I, Coachella is just one of those. Uh, yeah. 
eight people died at Woodstock 99. Um, yeah. I had a chance to go to Live Aid. And you went to Live Aid? No, I said I had a chance to go. Oh. And that was too many people in my mind. Because, you know, they had it in Philadelphia in London. Okay. So, of course, um, the stadium they had it in is no longer, it's no longer available. It's no, like it's been torn down a long time ago. But the seats held like 100,000 people. And that's not including people standing on, on the um, on the field. No. And I'm like, no way I'm going to do something like this. I will say this. Um, I'll look at this. I'm going to read uh, a Rolling Stone article here in a second. But I will say this. I was in Dollar Tree over the weekend. The store was busy, right? And the woman that was behind us to pay was gifts. no. They were there just. It was just a weekend, normal weekend crapola. No, I, I'm joking. So the uh, the woman behind me was on the phone, I guess, with her son. And the son was obnoxious on the phone. Oh my god, I can't believe this, and I can't believe that, and blah 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 blah, saying all these things. She goes. I really, I don't feel comfortable here. I just, I wish I could just drop these things and go. There's, there's really a lot of people here, and I, I don't feel like safe. I, I didn't bring my face mask, like her face shield. She had a mask on. Like, there's just really a lot of people, here and she just wouldn't stop. Like, my God, I understand being uncomfortable, but it wasn't that bad. Jesus, you weren't at Astro World. Anyways, let me read this article from Rolling Stone. Uh, details on the tragedy of the at the Astro World Festival that left at least eight fans. How is it that they have at least eight? Are they expecting more to die? You know, at least eight fans dead in Houston are still coming in and absolutely horrifying. Fans were re- it could be fans were recording the concert and people doing CPR. Concert attendee attendee register nurse Madeline Eskin told Rolling Stone. Fans were yelling at the stage crew around us, saying, stop the concert, people are dying. No one listened. I tried to jump up as much as I could to get to get air. I couldn't breathe. I just felt it. I knew it was coming. Sadly, this is not the first time a live music event has turned tragic. There's simply too much that can go wrong when tens of thousands of fans pack into a confined space, especially if organizers fail to take proper safety precautions. Here's a look back at some of the worst disasters in music history. The Altamonte Speedway Free Festival, December 6, 1969. The Rolling Stones' plan to wrap up their 1969 United States tour with a free Woodstock-style event at San Francisco Golden Gate Park with special guest the Grateful Dead Santana, Jefferson Airplane, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. But when the city objected, they were forced to move the concert to the Altamont Speedway at last minute. The Hell's Angels were hired as security, creating an ugly scene that resulted in the death of an 18-year-old named Meredith Hunter. Two other fans were killed in a hit-and-run car accident, while another drowned in a canal under the influence of LSD. 
The Who at Cincinnati Riverfront Coliseum, December 3rd, 1979. Just three days shy of the, shy of the 10-year anniversary of Altamont, more than 18,000 Who fans came to, to the Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati, Ohio to see the group on their first tour since the death of drummer Keith Moon. There weren't any reserved seats in the entire house, so fans showed up early to jockey for the best spots. But the venue was late opening all the doors, and fans began pushing when the doors just a few of the doors opened long after the advertised time. The stampede caused the deaths of 11 fans, though the show went on as planned and the band wasn't informed until after it was over. In the aftermath, the reserve seating at arena shows became far more common. Cincinnati didn't allow a general admission floor event for decades until the 2002 Bruce Springsteen concert. Woodstock 99, the three-day event in Rome, New York, was a horror show of sexual assaults, violence, drug overdoses, overflowing toilets, and heat strokes that culminated in riots and fires on the final evening. One fan who collapsed in a mosh pit during Metallica's performance died days later. The organizers were hit with a flood of lawsuits in the weeks and months after the event, and it was a surprise to nobody that a planned Woodstock 50 in 2019 failed to get off the ground. There was simply no recovering from the Woodstock 99 fiasco. The, Ro- the Rosklid Festival in Rosklid, Denmark in June 30, 2000. The exact cause of the crush that killed nine fans during Pearl Jam's set at the 2000 Rosklid Festival has never been fully explained, but it seemed to result from wet grounds are rushed towards the stage, crowd surfers falling to the ground, and a general atmosphere of chaos. Pearl Jam suspended the show after 45 minutes when they learned what was happening. Going forward, the band re- refused to play any festivals that didn't place detailed security arrangements in their contracts. After the tragedy, a devastated Eddie Vedder returned turned to Pete Townsend for guidance about how to carry on. I passed on what I knew the Who had done wrong after the Cincinnati disaster. In a nutshell, I think we left too soon and spoke too angrily to the press and without proper consideration of the fact that the people who deserved respect were the dead and their families. Townsend later wrote, If you have a faith, please pray for the victims and their families and for everyone who was involved. It was a horrific experience for them. The Great White at Station in West Warwick, Rhode Island, December 20th, 2003. And I remember this one very vividly because I remember when the story uh, came out. The Great White were just seconds into their opening song at the Station nightclub where their pyrotechnics ignited acoustics foam near the back of the stage. In less than a minute, the tiny club was consumed by flames, Fans rushed towards the back doors to escape, but 100 didn't make it out alive. Another 230 fans sustained injuries. Great White's tour manager, Daniel Michael Beschel, pleaded guilty to 100 counts of manslaughter. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison and was released on parole after serving less than two. It remains the fourth deadliest nightclub disaster in American history. The Mawazanin Music Festival in Rabat, Morocco, May 23, 2009, the 2009 Mawazine Festival in Morocco featured performances by Kylie Minogue, Stevie Wonder, and Alicia Keys. It wrapped up with an event at the Hay Nahad Stadium headlined by Moroccan pop star 
Abdelez. At the end of his set, fans flooded towards the exits and the wire fence collapsed. A stampede broke out that left 11 fans dead and 40 injured. Despite this, the festival continued every year until the pandemic hit. And there's only one more, and that's the Love Parade in Dwyersburg, Germany, July 24th, 2010. From 1989 to 2010, the Love Parade was one of the biggest yearly events of the German music calendar, but the EDM festival ended after tens of thousands of fans crammed into a 260-yard tunnel that was only that was the only way to access the grounds. Much like the Who's fans in 1979, they began pushing each other and chaos broke out, resulting in 21 people dying. The German government never held anyone legally accountable for the tragedy. Last spring, a court investigation that had lasted nearly a full decade was called off without any conviction. So there you go. Those are the deadliest music tragedies in American history, as per Rolling Stone. So, Surfer... You're just for not going to a music festival. Sorry. Did, did, did you did you mention the one out there in Vegas? That but that's that's not a that was not uh music related. That was a mass shooting. That has nothing to do with people rushing the stage and causing uh you know pandemonium. Somebody started shooting the crowd. It's a little bit. Di- it's a little bit different. A little bit. All right. So Travis Scott, no more festivals, please. Okay. Anything else uh, of pop culture? I don't even know what a Travis Scott song sounds. Neither I've do never I. Heard of Travis Scott's. Neither have I. A lot of these rappers, I've never. I've like, never heard okay. of. Future. I. I mean, I knew. I know. I've of, never heard of Future Song. I. I know of Travis Scott, but I've never listened to any of his music. I know Travis Scott because he has his own meal at McDonald's. That's that's another thing. Here's a little Travis Scott for you. Cussing the things, cussing the wings, I had to cuss in the vibe, cussing the link, cover the back of the line, front cover magazine, cover your eyes, cut it up back in the V, yeah, I can be straight. I mean, okay. Let's see here. Okay, Tony C is uh, taking a, a short rest, but he'll be back with us in just a second. Um, and let's hear a little bit of future, because I, I don't... I just bought a chicken paddock. I ain't know, but I just had to show her status. I just bought a bitch a paddock. Bought a bitch a paddock. I ain't love her, I just stepped up her status. Got a cooking in the crib, but I know panties. I just jumped off the deer like a savage. You know, I think if we can get some auto-tune, we can get Surfer to release an album. You want to do it, Surfer? Good for the young. You'll do it for the young? No, I said music is for the young. I don't think so, man. This, this is swill. 
Because there's a lot of music out there that is good yes. music. It's just this is not good music. Most acts are young when they are at their heyday. I don't. There are a few acts that age well and people like them in their upper years. But very few. Okay, let's let's do this. We haven't done this in, I can't remember the last time. Um, let me see here. We haven't done the Billboard Hot 100 in a while. We'll do the top songs in the country right now. Here we go. The number one country in the world, or in the, I guess in this country, I don't know if it's in the world, number one, and uh, has been number one for, uh, it doesn't tell me how long she has been number one, but you, who's who do you think is at number one right now? Who do you think is number one, Surfer? No idea when it comes to country music. It's not country. I'm saying in this country, not uh, country music. Oh, okay. I, uh, number one, um, Billy English, Isles, whatever her name is. Adele, number one, Easy on Me. Okay, yeah, I'm close. That's a good song. I only heard 30 seconds of that. All right. Number two. Coming in at number two here on Randy Amp Radio. Top of the hour. Time and temperature, 10.09. 78 degrees outside. It's the number two uh, song in the country. It's Stay with uh, the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber right here on Randy Amp Radio. not a great song but it's not a terrible song it's definitely better than what I played of Travis Scott coming in at number 3 Industry Baby by Lil Nas and Jack Harlow This is not a good song. 
It's not. Have you seen the video to this song? No, I have not, nor do I care. No, have you seen the video? No, no, I haven't. Have you? There's a scene of him dancing naked in the shower with other men. Yes. Oh, okay. He's dancing naked in the shower with other men. Now, no. Did you you go out of your way to see that? I've listened to the the lyrics. No. You know, um, I was curious. Oh. And I watched the video. Now, I will admit, some of the things he's saying, he, you know, the song's about people doubting him in the music business, yet he's being successful anyway. Yeah. He's got little Grammys and all that stuff. Yeah. But the whole video was him in a prison, and everybody's wearing pink outfits. Okay. All right. Well, Surfer was curious. Coming in number four, this this man has two songs. <laughs> Sir, this man has two songs in the top ten this week. This is Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Get into. No, he doesn't. But this is—I I could get into this song though. I would. If I I would assume he was a, a technician of some kind. All right. So that's uh, that's Ed Sheeran. Bad habits. The next one. I've never heard of this guy, but it seems like it's a country song. Maybe it is. I don't know. Actually, no. It's not a country song. It's Fancy Like This by Walker Hayes. It's a country song. My girl is banging. She's so low don't need no champagne, poppin' entertainment. I've heard this song before. Can't keep her off me. She wanna dip me like them fries in a frosty. But every now and then when I get paid, I gotta score my... I've heard this song before. It's been 20 weeks on the chart. Um, I should really tell you what, what the positions are. But anyways, coming in at number six, eight weeks on the chart, Shivers by Ed Sheeran. Something more. Oh, yeah, I want it all. Lipstick on 
this one's not as good as the other uh, Ed Sheeran song. Coming in, in coming in at uh, number seven is uh, "Way Too Sexy" by Drake, featuring Future and Young Thug. said Fred. Coming in at number eight, Need to Know by Doja Cat. I don't know, I've never heard of Doja Cat before. I don't know, but I've been I'm reading the lyrics on the screen, and uh, yeah, she she wants somebody to throw her some pipe. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah, let's let's hear what the second verse is. Oh my god, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. How long you know, is this you know the you know what you know what made it famous? How, how long has this been on the cha- on the charts? Twenty one weeks. What's the song what that made her favorite? That was Doja Cat, uh, Tony C. What were you saying, server? Okay. 
Let's finish out. Hold on. Let's finish out the song. There's only 20 seconds left. Hold on. Oh, that's it? Okay. I guess she finally got the pipe. Oh, man. That's funny. The song she made her claim was her talking about, bitch, I'm a cow. Oh, that was great. That song has been on the chart for 21 weeks. How does that get radio play? Number number nine is um, Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. God. And we're going to do number ten and then that's it. But i got to see what this is. Good for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me Man, what the hell, man? Yeah, I mean, the, this top 10 bullshit. Uh, and then number 10 is uh, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. You know the hottest song in America right now? Is Adele. Nope. What is in it? The urban community. Uh, what's it's the... Loose Ends. It's Loose Ends. You can't stop the rain. The hottest song in, in America right now. Thank BML from 50 Cent for it. And we love it in the urban community. I ain't with nobody knew what the loose ends was if you weren't on the West Coast. We can thank BML and Lamar for that. You ain't familiar with that? Don't worry about it, you will. Oh, man. Crump. And just because it's it was Halloween, coming in at number, uh, coming in at number nineteen, Michael Jackson Thriller. Hey, no song is hotter than. You can't stop the rain. Trying to tell you. You go anywhere on social media, in the urban section, you're going to hear about that song. Oh, boy. It's because a character on the show started singing it before he killed somebody. Ever since then, it's been on. We play it on the odd YouTube. So, so wait a minute. Okay. So hold on, hold on. Here we go. That tells you the power of the greatest entertainer of all time. He can still have a song on the top of the charts. So wait a minute. Essence by Wizkid featuring Justin Bieber and Thames is number one on the R and B charts right now. Let me tell you something. Loose ends is hotter than all of them songs. You can't stop the rain. You go. On any social media video, people gonna be saying, "Say it that song." And Doja Cat also has a uh, is the number two song on the R and B chart. But anyways, 
Oh man, I didn't realize yeah, we were going to do. Commercial. I didn't realize we were going to do uh, Rant EM Radio or music, music radio today. Right. But <laughs> WRNT. You're listening to WRNT. The M and music. The M and EM stands for music. Mm-hmm. Entertainment and music. Oh man. <laughs> What's the greatest? What's the greatest song in the history of this network? Oh, the Brad Armstrong song. No, come on, real song. Uh, I I think I know which one it is, but I just want to see if you guys can figure it out. What is it? Well, think about it. What, what do you think is the greatest song we've ever played on the on the on the air? A little page out of Phil's book, by the way, playing the music. Phil likes to do that from time to time. I'm I'm stumped. Right? Oh my God! Really? Surfer? Cortez. Surfer, what do you I, think I is the, the what do you? What do you think is the greatest song we've ever played on the network? Oh, I remember all the songs we played on the network. But the greatest one, the one that has the most effect. Baby, baby, baby. No. No, that was an early song that we used to play. No, it's this one. Isn't this the greatest uh, song we've ever played on the air? I don't hear anything. You don't hear music playing right now? Nope. Tony C, do you hear the song? Barely. Sylvester. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mighty Real. He's on Mighty Real. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that is the song around. Yeah, we made that song. We brought that song back to relevancy. I think we also yeah, brought back. Uh, I think we also brought back uh, Eddie Murphy's "Party All the Time" on this network as well. But, but anyway, <laughs> you, you, you wrong, Tony C. We just had to bring back relevancy to uh, Sylvester. Sylvester is a legend. I mean, he's he's got he's on commercials, commercials today. And stuff now. Yeah, that's all because of this network. Facts. Somebody was listening to that. I, I'm going to use that song in one of my commercials. Oh. His, his, his song, Dance to the Disco? No, nah, we ain't talking about that. That was, we talking that about was a party. That was a, part, that was a party started. Mighty real. We bought that back. But, Tony C., I, Tony C., I want to rewind, though, a little bit. Because I don't know what you heard and what you didn't hear. But, uh, but we were going over the top 100 okay and uh, the number two song in the country right now is um, is actually no the number three song in the country is by Lil Nas uh, Industry Baby and apparently uh, Surfer watched the video for Industry Baby because well as he put it, was a little curious. (laughs) 
So, Surf, so Tony C, you need to go back and listen to that because the way Tony C said, or the way Surfer said it, was hilarious. That's all I can say. Hmm. No, but he, he listen. They got he got people fooled. All right, because you know he, he's gay. He you know never hit it. Always meant to being gay. But all this outlandish stuff he does now, that's all for the shock value. And if anybody, everybody learned that from, uh, not that she's the first one, but uh, Lizzo. Okay. If you don't, if you don't have, have a shock value, you don't get over half these days. You can't stop Ryan. Ain't got no shock value, and then it got over time too. How old is that song? Only damn how old it is. It's back. <laughs> it's back. Wherever it came from, where was that? It's back. <laughs> it's back. Oh boy! I just watched had a video. Earlier today, somebody had that song in the goddamn video. Now, let me ask you guys something. That You bring up a good point, Tony. You know, we haven't even gotten to wrestling yet, but the hell of it. Do you guys go out and actually look to watch the music videos anymore? No. I mean, Surfer, Surfer saw this music video. No, what? Uh, little Nas, when I'm but... on YouTube, I'm on YouTube. Different songs may pop up. I may look at one or two of them. And you know, I, I heard the the little Nas X song on a you know radio passing by. So I said, let's see what this video's about. And of course he's in jail wearing pink outfits. Everybody's got on pink outfits. It's a gay video. It's gotten a lot of people upset. Especially him dancing naked in the shower with a bunch of men. And that's what Surfer said. It got me a little curious. So, hell no! I mean, what? No, no. I, I, I watched it. Surfer, the way he was talking, he was rapping about. Oh man! And uh, (laughs) you know, now yeah, he gets to hang out with Elton John, and he's got his little. uh, 18th century outfits on and stuff, and he's riding a, a fake horse, doing better than all of us. I have not sat down and watched. I mean, outside the clips that I've just uh, witnessed right now, I have not watched a block of music videos in like 20 years. Who does these days? I don't know, man. But when I go through the the the, uh, the the channel guide on my cable system, like there, you know, MTV's got like three or four channels, and one of their sub channels shows blocks of music in the morning, and. Um, I'm like, I don't know who's sitting here and watching these things. Like, I didn't realize that there was still a business to make music videos. Yeah, I mean, music, okay, music videos go way back to the 60s. I get that. It was only used, 
No, no, I'm saying they was only used to sell songs to people that sold rec- sold sold records at the time. Like they they would get a, a music video in store, and then you know those owners would order whatever records they wanted to sell, and then uh, they started getting airplay around late seventies TV. They came out with Friday night videos. No, I get that. That part I completely get. But I'm, what I'm trying to make, understand is in 2021, how is there still a market that all these songs still deserve music videos? For example, I remember that there was a special. Probably this was 1999 that MTV did of the most expensive music videos of all time. And I think even we talked about this on the air one time, but at the time, the most expensive music video ever was a Michael Jackson music video. And it cost like $4 million to do. And that was in 19, uh, which one? I, I don't remember which one, but it was, that was back in 19. The, the, was the, the one he was, he was dressed up like a white Scream. man. Scream. Scream. It was it Scream? Scream. Let me see. Most expensive. Scream, yeah, when he was dressed up as a white man. Music. Video. Hold on. I'll tell you right here. Scream. You're right. Scream. Seven million dollars. Okay. That the one he did with his sister? Yes. Seven million. Seven. Video, you, tell, you can tell it was worth seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. No, but but that was nine. Yeah, yeah, you can. All them minute. effects and stuff in that video, that man. Was, that was nineteen ninety five, though. Right. And, and by nineteen ninety five standards, you can tell. And nobody should be spending more than a hundred thousand dollars to produce a video in twenty twenty one. Yeah, but Mike, Michael Jackson <laughs> kind of changed the way people looked at music videos. Like, that was his way of trying to make films. Because he wanted to be an actor, but of course he couldn't act, so. I mean... But uh, Thriller Thriller was supposed to be a longer video than we actually got. Not to mention, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's that video he made that was like a, a mini-movie that had a smooth criminal in it and stuff? Oh, God. Moonwalker. Yeah, Moonwalker. Moon yes. Why the hell is 50 yeah, Cent yeah, in the right. Expendables 4? The same way Cardi B is in Fast and Furious. That's okay. This franchise is jumping short. This need to be last Expendables. So, here I'll, I'll real quickly run down the, the top 10 most expensive music videos of all time. Uh, coming in at number 10, Victory by Puff Daddy. $2.7 million. That was in 1998. Number nine, Limp Biscuit with Roland. That was $3 million in the year 2000. Wow. Uh, Cartoon Heroes by Aqua. $3.5 million. That was in uh, 2000. Gwen Stefani, Make You Like Me. $4 million in 2016. So that's the most recent top ten uh, music video that's on this list. Um, 
Black or White, Michael Jackson, 1991, $4 million. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Estranged, 1993, that was $5 million. Uh, Bedtime Story by Madonna, 1995, $5 million. Uh, actually, Madonna has spots. Uh, she has two two songs at number three. Five million dollars for "Express Yourself." That was from nineteen eighty nine. The number two song by Madonna, "Die Another Day," uh, from the year two thousand two, six point one million dollars. And as we said, "Scream," seven million dollars uh, from nineteen ninety five. At today's at today's um, cost, adjusted to inflation would cost $11.8 million. So. Why are they still music videos? Because that'll allow you to bypass radio stations to get your music out there to people. I suppose. I suppose. No, there, there have been plenty of people who have gotten famous off a music video. No, I know that. Would look for it, download the song, and blow up from there. No, I know that. I mean, do you think any of those boy bands would be famous just off the music? If it wasn't for those damn videos that all those uh, teeny bopper girls it. went over, got 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 crazy over. Jesus Christ! Yeah, because BTS, man. Not even BTS. All the ones from before, and sync, Backstreet Boys. BST. Ain't nothing better than sex. Yeah, BTS. Yeah, better than sex. Oh, I thought you were talking about I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Those motherfuckers are not singing on those songs. Maybe one or two at the most. The rest of them was not singing English. Half of them can't even speak English. Yeah, I'm supposed to believe they sound American. Like, I'm, I'm watching the one song, and the boy goes into a rap, and you can clearly tell it's a black person doing the rap. And I'm supposed to believe it's one of these uh, Korean guys rapping. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, I mean, look, the, the, the song, Butter, you know, that's a catchy song. But that's not them singing it. Besides, maybe the, the lead singer. He's, I think he's the only one that can speak English well. Okay. Okay, surfer. Yeah, I'm not falling for the okie doke. They, they're not singing. That's not them. They, 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 they pull in a Millie Vanilli on us. Okay. Hey, listen. You know, I, 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 I remember when, when Black Box was supposed to be singing and she couldn't speak a lick of English. All she, she could speak was French. Yet, yet they play the song and she's hitting all these high notes. And then we found out that wasn't her singing. Oh, man. Never falling for that again. You know how crushed that was? We found out that Millie Vanilli wasn't real. Do you know how devastating that was? <laughs> and then one of them, then, then Vanilli killed himself. 
So, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I thought Millie Vanilli was going to be the greatest group of all time. So, they did, Surfer, they did long, flip-flown locks. Surfer, Surfer was a big Sonny and Cher fan, though. Yeah, I watched the show growing up. Babe, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Oh man. Anyway, so Cher, by the way, is seventy something and doesn't look seventy something, huh? I said, who had didn't watch those variety shows? I didn't listen. Back in the day. So wait a minute. You watched Sonny and Cher. You watched uh, the Brady Bunch uh, variety show. Uh, who who is it? Donnie and Marie? Uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Watched them. Oh, God. What else? uh, Donnie and Marie. Everybody watched Donnie and Marie. Because one's a little bit country, the other one's a little bit rock and roll. Which one are you, Surfer? Neither. Oh, okay, let's talk wrestling, shall we? Also, I also watched the Linda Carter variety show. The Linda Carter variety show. Oh. Yeah, this big six foot woman jumping around, dance, singing, and dancing. This is after she uh, stopped being Wonder Woman. And did you did you watch Flip Wilson every week? Of course, of course you did. Listen, growing up in the 70s, when you're black and there's a black TV show on, you watch it. Regardless if it was good or bad. Flip Wilson was a funny show. And there wasn't many shows for us to, that were you know, had black people on there. We're talking about before Good Times and the Jeffersons. I believe Flip Wilson was on while those shows were on, but okay. But he came on before them. Before these shows got started, Flip Wilson was on the air. You know, you had a, you had a Sanford's son, and that was about it, really. Starsky and Hutch. No, that that, that Starsky and Hutch. Um, What was the other show? Oh my god. The guy with the bear. Oh my god. What's uh, that? BJ, BJ, BJ and the, and bear. the bear. Yeah, BJ and the bear. Oh man. No? You didn't watch any of those shows? No? Okay. No. Right. I, I didn't watch uh, Little House on the Prairie. I didn't watch that at all. Okay. Anyways, I didn't watch a. I didn't watch a. It was a show 
Dan Haggerty was a star, and he lived in a cabin out in the woods. What about Kojak? I, I know Tony C watches Kojak every so often. Yeah, Kojak. Okay. So with that, he let's get you, baby. let's get into uh, some wrestling talk and uh, WWE. Boy, oh boy, you made headlines this week. You, you made some headlines this week. My, oh my. So, let's uh, let's talk about what, what hasn't happened yet, okay? And, and what's happening right now is uh, Surfer and his static. But, but what hasn't happened yet is that there is rumors going around that WWE is going to possibly re- release 10 more superstars. That that list of 18 was actually supposed to be 28. But that the 10 that did not get released were proverbial on the bubble. So, of those names... At least the whole... A whole, a whole at least the whole roster's were for wrestlers. Like, it's so, like, if somebody had the money, they could start their own uh, federation right now. And, well, and hire everybody just got got released over this year. Somebody put in the group page uh, earlier in the week a screenshot of all the wrestlers that have have been released in the calendar year, and yeah, there's probably about sixty wrestlers that they've released so far this year, including announcers, referees, and things like that. So, of the eighteen that were released uh, this past, uh, I believe it was Thursday, the names are Keith Lee. Mia, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, thank God, Harry Smith, Grand Metallic, and Lindsay Dorado, they comprised the Lucha House Party, Frankie Monet, Scarlett Bardot, Ember Moon, William was crushed about that one, Oni Lorkin, B-Fab from the Hit Row, uh, Jesse Kamea, Zyda Reimer. What was that about? Sorry, what? What? Releasing B Fab. What was that about? I have I mean, no idea. She came, she came up and Vince thought, oh, these guys don't need a woman in their group. I don't and know. She just signed a new contract. I don't know. So now instead of instead of waiting thirty days to get a job, she gotta wait ninety days. <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. Zadiah Raymer, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. Um, those were the 18 names that were released, and a lot of them, as you can tell, were from the NXT brand, and uh, the reason cited by a senior vice president from John Laurinaitis was budget cuts, even though that they released uh, their third quarter or earnings earlier that day and recorded a uh, profit. Um some of the rumors going around is that some of these names were released because they refused to get vaccinated. The name that comes up the most was Nia Jax. That if you're not vaccinated, it's hard to do the international travel. And what good if you what good are you if you can't travel internationally? And the SmackDown brand is currently in Europe right now, touring. So, it meant that that part, if if that's true, 
That part makes sense to me. You know, doesn't make it right, but it makes sense. Well, why didn't they have a, you know, a mandate? Maybe they didn't. We just don't know it. No, apparently they didn't. They didn't. They didn't tell the wrestlers you got to get vaccinated. We don't know, Surfer. We don't know. From from what everybody's reporting, they didn't. Again, we don't know. But even if there was a mandate, even if there was not a mandate, she should be vaccinated. And then also, you know, she said she took off for mental health reasons. She She asked for a little bit more time. Yeah, she's done that a few times. I, you know what, Nia Jax, of all the people on this list, Nia Jax was one that I really... She's not a good wrestler, and she's been hurting people lately. So, I'm sorry, but no, I don't have any. I don't have any feelings over Nia Jax getting released. I, I, I've had people tell me she's never going to lose a job because because of the Rock. Well, apparently, uh, you know, she's not invincible, untouchable. I mean, I mean, if I was out of me, they'd call. Well, this is me. You don't think you don't think that uh, that that the word made it down to him? Probably not. I'm sure it has. Ain't no way in the blue hell you gonna let your cousin. Uh, As much pull as he got around that place, nah. He gonna let. If if that's the case, he a dirty son of a gun. Let let it get to him and him not do nothing. That's cold. That's cold. You know, uh, and you got the pool. You see, got the pool. Seems like that. Uh, but again, if she got released for not being vaccinated, you can't get around that one. I mean, ain't nothing you can do. Yeah, you can't what? do nothing you can do about that. But if there's anything, what's, what's the other Khan? What's, what's the other guy named Khan work for the WWE? Nick Khan. Yeah, Nick Khan. Yeah. It seems like he's been, you know. Doing all the money issues since he got there, and Tony uh, see I was doing the same thing he was doing yesterday. Oh, you talking about dealing with a stomach issue? No, man, not watching oh. wrong. Not watch. Oh, I was not watching wrong. Oh damn! I was watching football games. Yeah, right I didn't watch. I had Raw on last night. Yeah, I saw. I saw I wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't paying yeah. attention to Raw. I had it on though. Um, and then no. they, they released the, the the names of the people in the Survivor Series match. And who am I supposed to get excited about? You're not, because it's Raw versus SmackDown, but SmackDown versus Raw. And so, and then on top of that, you, you, you named Dominic Mysterio, but now you replaced him with a uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. So, so now the entire team so now is former. Tune in. The entire team, though, is world champions. That's no, I, okay. But still, it's like it, it just sounds they didn't put no thought into. This no, you don't tune in because they all in the rock. That's why you're going to tune in. They, uh, it seemed like they usually have, like, you know, uh, 
fighting matches or you know they they make big announcements weeks on weeks leading up to Survivor Series. Now they just threw out a bunch of names. Is he gonna show up? Is he slated to show up? Right? He's slated to show up at Survivor Series, right? I, I, oh, I don't know. I heard. I heard that probably he gotta show up, man. I don't know. I just. It's all down my YouTube feed. Twenty five years celebrating twenty five years. I I don't know, but I I heard that uh, Roman Reigns took off last week so he can he can walk the beach naked and his like his wife was loving it. What? That's what he does. Okay. I tell you that 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 beginning. Uh, segment on SmackDown with uh, the New Day and, 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 and uh, Bloodline, and he put out the challenge about bending the knee. That was good. That was pretty good. No, Paul Heyman was the best one. When he put his hands up, you give me the mic. <laughs> well, I'm saying the whole thing was the whole the whole segment was good. So apparently I, I got when he yell at you, so Apparently I, I have to apparently I have to play the Paul Hammond portion of that promo. Yeah. Hold on, let me cue up uh the Hulu machine here. So I can play SmackDown. I love when he jump out the window on uh Uso. He be spazzing out. Cause he under so much pressure, so the first thing they do, he spa- he's snapping on him. Oh man, hold on, hold on. I'll get this here. Heyman is gold right now. Of course now. he's gold. He's always gold, and he will always be gold. And I'm tuning in the Survivor Series to see who interfered in that Roman Reigns Big E match. Because Roman, if he beats Big E clean, they might as well cancel Monday Night Raw. Turn it into SmackDown 2.0. I'm sorry. There's no need, cause they, whoever on whoever the champion is, it don't matter, cause he on the same level as Roman Reigns in wrestling speak. So, well, listen, Big E can lose so long as the match, no, he is, can't. You know, a good long drawn out match. If it's like a squash, then mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not for that. I don't, Roman I don't, already I don't want Roman dominated. He already dominated Drew McIntyre last year. You forgot. Put him to sleep. Okay. That'll be easy to dominate Big E. I don't want him to dominate Big E. Wait a minute. That's the thing. Was the Paul Heyman thing at the start of the show? Yep. Hold on. I'm trying to look for it. Which one of y'all lost? Which one of y'all lost last week? (laughs) <laughs> and they point at each other. God damn. And the thing is, they didn't have to even be well, Nobody told them to come nobody told them to come out and run their mouth in the first place. But not only that, sir, it's like like he don't know. And the one that lost actually pointed at uh he pointed at his brother like he was like for real dude. <laughs> I think it was Jay looking at him like for real. And then Haven said, Wait, 
if he's passed out, boy. I'm trying to find the. Uh, was it? Because uh, see, I didn't see SmackDown. It's at the beginning. Is there an opening promo? But is it before or after the New Day came and, out? Oh, that was before. Because right, he was asking them about who lost, and they had to speak, and then he had it. And Roman asked for the mic back. All right, hold on. He go. stuck his head out and I ain't jumped on him. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. My cousins, the Usos, the greatest tag team of this generation, lost to the New Day. Which one of you got pinned in that match? They say when you point your pointer finger, there's three fingers pointing back. That's because of you. You lost, huh? Tell us all how you're going to fix this problem. I got you, Oose. I got you. Like last week I said, I'm going to kick that crown off his big ass head. I got you. Tonight, I'm going to make him acknowledge who the tribal chief is. I'm going to make him acknowledge who the real king is. I'm going to make him acknowledge your universal champion. I don't hear it, but oh wait, let's see here. It's when Roman asked for the mic back, so he might have to fast forward a little bit till he throw out the challenge. All right, hold on. I wish that was that was odd. Like the mic was potted up all the way. One more time, so for those of you guys who missed it. 
Oh my <laughs> god. He looking like, alright, hey, you looking like, alright, all right, I, I get it, alright, I get it. Hey man. Uh, oh, boy, oh and Pat McAfee had a line of the night too, by the way. Oh, Roman Reigns first Still came out. Jay didn't mess up like that. What was the line, Tony C? The line he said was, now that that stupid baseball game was over, we can get to the real pitch. <laughs> I will say this as much as as much as I don't like Pat McAfee, he does have some good lines in the show. That's what I'm saying. The fact that he just shat on the World Series out of nowhere too, like Roman music hit. He's like, oh yeah, that stupid baseball game. (laughs) Who's that big doofus in the ring? Oh wait, it's Adam (laughs) Pierce. He would say stupid shit like that. Man, Pat McAfee, he, he got he got some one liners now. They say when you're pointing, well, they say when you're pointing he, at somebody, he, it's three fingers pointing at you or some shit like that. Right? Is he the only one allowed to say what he want to say as opposed to? I guess so. Ear telling him what to say. I guess so. Probably so. No, I, I'm pretty sure Fox ain't like him taking a shot at work. No, though, though, um. Though Corey Graves once in a while will really lay out a good one. And shout out to Corey Graves for being the 24-7 champion last night on Raw for about five seconds. And you getting ready to be Mr. Carmella, eh? Oh, my God. And every... I, would, I, I, I don't know if whether I should think that people are this stupid or not. There's a lot of people today that posted on Facebook that Byron Saxton is going to be the fifth black WWE champion after his win last night of the 24-7 title. The fifth black what? WWE champion. After what? After he won the 24-7 title last night on Raw. Man, get out of here, man. Well, he did go to school to be a wrestler at first. He was, exactly. And he was in NXT for a short period of time. (laughs) But, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was in his contract or something like that. One of his dreams to be champion. I mean, he like I say I knew the guy when he was a book nerd. I that. mean, he won the he won his first WWE title. So, oh, I can say I knew a WWE <laughs> champion. Huh? Grew up, grew up knowing. He was a quiet nobody. Oh man. Let me let me uh, let me let me take you back to Raw last night and uh, when this happened. Champion Akira Tozawa. Get out of there, Tozawa! I'll try to keep a look. What the fuck? What? Corey? That's three. Corey just took the twenty-four-seven title. You got it back, but anyways. So yeah, <laughs> but Byron did have a zinger for Corey. He goes, "Just so you know, Corey Graves zero, Byron Saxton one. 
God damn it. He can at least say that. Oh, man. I, I'm surprised Jimmy Smith didn't get up there and uh, and roll up Byron Saxton. All three announcers have the title for the night. I'm telling you, a referee should should one day screw this and 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 uh, win the title. And the new Chad. I mean, there's no old school referees there, but Chad Patton. But I guess you know, or Charles Robinson. I guess. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So, two things. Rick Steiner was scheduled to be at Halloween Havoc, by the way. But that did not happen. And second, I text something to Lee and Tony C. before coming on the air here. And I don't want to forget it. Because I want to ask Surfer before I get I, we get on the commentary about this. Surfer, there was somebody that made a claim on the internet, not on the internet, but on a podcast recently. And the claim made the rounds on the internet that a former WWE superstar said that if they would have gotten the Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmick, they could have gotten more over than Steve Austin. Who, who's that person that's made that claim? Uh, I have no clue. Take a wild guess. All right, black, white, um, black. The brother. Um, Johnny be bad. I don't think he's black, but okay. Uh, well, Mark Merrill is black. He's not black. I don't think he's black, surfer. What is he? Mark Merrill, I believe. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's Italian. He ain't he's black. Super though. dark for Italian. He's super dark, but he ain't Italian. I mean, he ain't black. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't think he's black. He don't look. He don't look. He don't look black now. Our truth was around during the time of when Stone Cold uh, got his push. Well, I'll give you one more chance. Um, I know I see him. He used to hurt people. Um, he was a champion, and I'm blanking on his name. But they've been talking about him a lot because people have been mentioning how, like, D'Lo Brown got into a fight with him, and he did. He thought he was going to be champion at one time. He was going around telling people he was getting a belt. Um, help me with his name, please. <laughs> if I give you, the, that would be giving it away, wouldn't it? But I think you're, I think you're in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, I'll, I'm going to give it to you because down. I think, I think, how, I think, I think you're 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 speaking about the same person, Ahmed Johnson. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, you got it. Ahmed Johnson. Everybody said every, everybody been saying he's delusional. He went on we went on JBL's podcast with Gerald Briscoe this past week and said if they would have given him the Steve Austin Stone Cold gimmick, that he would have gotten more over than Steve Austin. What crack is he smoking? What crack is he you smoking? You know, everybody been saying he was he wasn't the brightest bub. Brightest bub? Or bulb? Okay. Either one of them. Either one. I said it the way I meant to say it. Oh, okay. Because he wasn't that bright. Alright. Um, now, we, the story broke out, this always happens, the story broke after we got off the air, and that was John Moxley entered um, a rehab facility for alcohol abuse. And because of that... Did he... Did he what? Was he abusing Renee? No, apparently not. So... He went into rehab, and there was a big show of support to John Moxley. And then CM Punk made a comment on Dynamite on Wednesday, saying that you know, you know, all of our support should be with him right now, and whatever. Right? Let me see if I can play a little audio of what he said on uh, on. Uh, This is the first thing. Not the name I want to hear right now. No stage dives. I'm not particularly in the best mood. If I could talk to you guys seriously for a couple minutes, I'd super appreciate it. There's two people who aren't here today, and one has a very legitimate reason as to not be here, and that's the name I want to hear chanted. His name is John Moxley. spend all my time out here listening to you guys chant for him right now because it's important. It's important to me. I have some history with John Moxley. We're not super tight. We're not the best of friends. But, you know, last night I'm traveling here in a car. I got Larry riding shotgun and I get a phone call. And I have this situation explained to me. And I know what it's like to go and go and think you have to be so tough and better than everybody else and wrap up injuries and be sick and show up to work and do all these things that get compounded and help other people and be super generous and eventually 
get to a point where you have to take yourself off the hamster wheel. And I've been criticized for it. I don't want anybody to criticize John Moxley because I am goddamn proud of him. And I'll say one last thing about it. If anybody here, anybody at home watching on television, if you're in a place where you think you need help, get it, ask for it, reach out, text somebody, call somebody. There's nothing harder that you can do in the world, but there's nothing more courageous as well. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Hell, there's been plenty of times in my life and career that I wish I asked for help, and I didn't, because I thought I was being a tough guy, which brings me to the second guy that's not here tonight. So that led to Friday night when Eddie Kingston and CM Punk had, a, had words, and this is what Eddie Kingston said. That's what you wanted, that's what you said Wednesday, right? Answer me when I'm talking to you. They don't like that. I love it. Look, I understand it sounds a little bit condescending when somebody asks another man for an apology, but you interrupted me, man. Don't paint me into a corner like I'm the bad guy here. You interrupted me. Yes, I interrupted the great CM Punk. Oh, no. I'm all gone. I will apologize. You know what, man? You're right. You're right. I want to apologize that I was at home sick, thinking I had COVID, had to get tested twice, so I wouldn't come here, get, God forbid, get my friend Monkey sick, and then he gets his kid sick. But you know what? That doesn't matter, because I need to apologize, because you know what, guys? You didn't get the great CM Punk orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. And for you, this is the world's smallest violin. And it's playing for your little ass. So, I apologize to you guys. Who are you? Who are you? Huh? Who are you? And hey, give me a second. Give me a second. Who are you? It doesn't Tell sound like you much are. of an apology. You know damn well who I am. I do. I do. I'm telling you, go, let him go, let him go. You know who I am, and St. Louis knows who I am. I don't give up. So watch yourself. I don't care. I'm going to tell everyone the truth who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, give me a second. This man was once a hero of mine. Guys like him, Samoa Joe, Homicide, the Amazing Red, guys like that on the Independence when I first broke in, inspired me with my heroes. But you, you low-life scumbag, two-faced, narcissistic bitch. You, you, give me a second. You judged me. I came to that locker room to get free, free from my mental crap, free from the streets. I came to that locker room for brotherhood, and all you did was judge me. Because why, I was fat? 
Why? Because I like to eat a little bit? Why? Because uh, I didn't play everyone's game? I didn't kiss ass? I didn't become friends with the booker? I didn't bury other people to get my own stuff in? So I was wrong? No, you were wrong. You were wrong. That's what I know. That's the book I know. Do you want to know what I hear right now? I hear you lumping a lot of baggage on me, but you, you named a couple other people in there. And if you want to know the truth, the truth is it wasn't just me that judged you. It was me. It was Homicide. Oh, it was Joe. It was Danielson. And listen, it's a hard pill to swallow, but we judged you and we held you to a standard of the potential that we saw in you. You're the one who fell short of that mark. You can blame me and you can lose in the middle of the ring to a guy like Brian Danielson and then you can walk in the back and you can try to blame me, but it's not my fault. I am not wrong for seeing greatness in you 15 years ago, but I damn sure am a fool for trying to hold you to that standard and expect greatness because you're a bum. Come on. It's too much, man. My opinion, anyway. Eddie Kingston is not one to take a barb like that. I think Kingston did make it personal too, though. He did. I'm a bum. He made a valid point. My man, when a bum made event full gear, when a bum almost had to sell his house because of the pandemic, but keep fighting through to make it to the, hey, this is a shot, the only professional wrestling company in the world today. Is that a bum? It's out of bum. I need you guys to understand this and hear this. And I need you to open up your ears and hear this. Nobody wants you here. They never wanted you here. That whole locker room's afraid to say it. Not me. So get out. And stop smirking at me like you did the other day. Or I'll smack you right off your face. This is 15 years of animosity. You 15 years of tension. You know what? I see you getting a little mad. Why don't you fight me on the 13th? Why don't you fight me at full gear? Too simple. Fight Eddie Kingston at full gear. I'll be honest with you, St. Louis. I didn't intend to leave without fighting Eddie Kingston, but Eddie... Again, full gear, a little bit high bar for you. I was thinking something like elevation or dark. Something more your speed. Damn, let's cut his Oh, no. You're a coward. You're a coward. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Don't fight me. Fight me at full gear. Fight me. 
these guys are gonna go right now. Forget yes. I'm they're gonna Damn go. Eddie. I'm telling you, they're gonna go I right now. I hope he slaps him right in his face. They're gonna go. I'm gonna ask my friends in St. Louis, you wanna see CM Punk fight Eddie Kingston at full gear? I'll see you on the 13th. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you leave, I don't care about winning and losing at full gear. All I'm gonna do is beat you up. And after I'm done beating you up, do me a favor. Quit again and leave for seven years and don't come. Oh, whoa! See a that. So, I played that for a reason. I played the entire promo for a reason. And I am not going to criticize AEW here. Um, because, they, you know, they were filling time and, you know, it was, it was a decent promo. I'm not an Eddie Kingston fan. Let me start there. Um, I'm not a CM Punk fan right now either, but whatever. What I have an issue with is the the, the, the fans. The fans took to the internet and have been calling it one of the greatest wrestling promos of all time. one of the greatest wrestling promos of all time. So I guess I guess that it. It's written in stone, so that's it. I mean, the little jab that CM Punk gave, you're not a full gear guy, you're an elevation or a dark guy. That's a good shot. Somebody should have said that 20 years ago. In WCW, listen, I don't know. Wrestling you at Starcade is a little too much. Why don't we make the match and do it on Worldwide or or Pro or on the main event? You know. Uh, dang. It's the equivalent of somebody telling Hulk Hogan, "Hogan, I'm gonna kick your ass at WrestleMania." And Hogan responds, "Hell no! You and I are gonna wrestle for the World Wrestling Federation title." on the wrestling challenge next Saturday morning. Because you don't deserve to wrestle at WrestleMania. <laughs> you don't deserve to wrestle in front of 65,000 fans at the Toronto Sky Dome. You're going to wrestle me in front of 5,000 fans in, Poughkeeps- in Poughkeepsie, New York. Back then, that would have been such an insult. <laughs> Could you imagine if he told that to the Ultimate Warrior? Oh my God! <laughs> That's an insult today, though. What was the MTV show again? They had a Sunday, Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see you on Sunday Night Heat because we're not going to WrestleMania. <laughs> Y'all ought to be glad I decided to come to Sunday Night Heat. Oh, boy. Could you imagine Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon doing that intro 
for Wrestling Challenge. On this week's episode of Wrestling Challenge, Rick, the Mar- the model Martell will be in action, as will the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, and in the main event for the World Wrestling Federation title, Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior, because they won't wrestle at WrestleMania. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. The Ultimate Warriors is not in my league to be fighting me at WrestleMania. (sighs) We need to go back and go back to 1990 and have Hogan cut a promo. Just, Just so that we have the audio. Or we'll 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 uh, we'll call you, up you know Hogan. Cutting up, we'll ask him. You know who I could could see cutting a promo like that that back in the day? Uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Oh man! Well, Tony C. bowed out. Um, Tony C. wasn't feeling that well, so he I don't know that that Eddie Kingston man. But but do you understand? He, uh, like I don't. That match he had, that match you had with Daniel Bryanson. What about it? Uh, I mean, that's what got him, got him in that in the position he is now going up against Punk. I guess, but still, it's <laughs> like I, I don't. I'm not. I don't get Eddie Kingston. I don't get it. You know, and I, I'm not. This is not me putting down AEWs. I want to make that clear. I just don't get Eddie Kingston. So, I I, I remember the call him by his real name. Is is his uh, real name? Brian Danielson, right? Oh, yeah, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, right. Man, he turned that man's chest into uh, hamburger, into ground uh, beef. Oh, yeah, but Those that seems that's been happening every week though to him. Listen, I'm looking at Eddie Kingston's Wikipedia, and there's a line here, right out the gate, is regarded by many as one of the best speakers in pro wrestling history. I don't know. People are seeing something that, that, uh, I don't know, man. Well, you know, people thought that they they were shooting for real. Some of them probably was real. Yeah, some but of them was still, real. even if you shoot, it's just... I don't think it's one of the greatest promos of all time. I mean, you want to talk about great promos? No honor! There is no honor among these in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard time. I mean, that's a promo. So, 
Yeah, but you're never going to get golden promos like that again. I mean... You don't know that. There's been some great promos... There have been some great promos over the last 10 years that... I'm just saying, things are more scripted than ever before. I guess. How often do you think the WWE let somebody go out and they just say, say what's on your mind? And they don't prove anything that person's going to say? I mean... I mean... We take you back... We played this not that long ago. We take you back to just a few years ago when John Cena sliced-diced Roman Reigns up. I don't... That was a shoot. I don't care what anybody says. That was a shoot. Oh, this this summer he he kind of... Sliced him up. Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, let's take it back. 2017. You done? You done? You, you see, you see. Because Roman Reigns is a fool. Roman Reigns is a damn fool. There's an old saying, it's better to keep your mouth shut and have people think you're stupid than to open and prove them right. You, of all people, you, waltz down here and use the same pathetic excuse that every other single person before you has done. You, with all your gifts and all your opportunities, you have the gall to blame me. That's fine, that's fine, big dog. Congratulations. It took you five years to get a halfway decent promo, but now I'm about to shrink you down to size. Oh, boy. Okay. So everybody back there thinks I got this mythical golden shovel, that I got these magical powers that I can control everything and keep everybody's fate. Dude, I can't tell if you're blind or stupid. Look and listen. They hold the keys, they always have, they always will. But you gotta blame me, fine. I've been hearing that racket for 10 years and I ain't tired yet. I'm strong enough, I've been called a lot worse by a lot tougher. But you actually believe that I'm a shark, that I hold everybody down, that I swim to the top and keep them underwater at any and all costs. I'm a level with you, homie. I haven't main evented WrestleMania in five years. I was the opening match at SummerSlam. I was honored and privileged to earn the United States title at this stage in my career and use it as a beacon of opportunity to introduce new superstars to the WWE like Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, just to name a few. You took the U.S. title as a demotion. And you stand there and blame me. Fine, I blame you. I'm still here because you can't do your job. (laughs) 
When it comes to this yard, you probably haven't learned it yet. There's only one rule, step up or step aside. And over the years, there's been a few to step up, but nobody to ever keep up. And then I finally hear about this one guy, the guy, the Roman Reigns, the one that can keep up. And now I look at you and I listen to you. You should be ashamed I'm a part-timer because I can do this part-time better than you could ever do it full-time. I mean, that's better than the Eddie Kingston promo. I'm not saying that the Eddie Kingston promo was bad, but to call it the greatest... From the time he uh, got suspended for the uh, wellness policy. Yeah. And then, of course, I was reminded by... uh, our good good buddy Matt Squires about this gem. Oh, that James will be done you know tonight. The James truth is, you so. It, is it James or Jim? Oh. All this, I don't deserve it. I got my ass kicked last night, and damn it all, I'm ashamed of it. Gary Bischoff did not. No, 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 you know, and Baltimore knows me. Hell, I know Baltimore. But I, what am I going to say? I got in the car last night. I went back to the hotel. I called Arn Anderson. I said, Arn, brother, it's over. I got drunk. I woke up today. I said, it's over. I called my wife. She said, get home. It's over. I got on the plane. I sat down. The flight attendant said, what do you want, Mr. Flair? And I said, hell, I want to go to Baltimore. And that's what it is. You're warming up. Thanks. So, Bischoff, wherever you are, and brother, right now, you're the man. I'm asking you and Baltimore, 18,000 strong, and 20 million people out there, they hear me out for the very last time. Me, Gene, who made this coat? Hugo Boss, Armani, you said I'm broke. Hell, my life just started, Jack. What is, what is this? Who made this? Perry Ellis? My goodness, uh, I'm starting to... This is how I travel, you jackass. I'm custom made from head to toe. Have been and always will be, you jackass. Taking all of his clothes here, shirts, suits, suits, ties. That's me. I've lived the life of a king because the people have allowed me to. Woo! I don't know what 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 is the point. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait there. $2,000 alligator, it's yours. $30,000, it's a gold Rolex, it's yours. Hell, you see this? Oh my word, did the guy snap? $100 bill, it's yours. Hey. Yours. Hey, yours. Three grand. I. Hey! 
He just rifled a Gucci shoe. <laughs> what is going on? Bischoff, I ain't leaving. Oh, wait a minute. Wayne Boxer shot. second. of saying you raped the nature boy if you have the you know what to walk the aisle here tonight one more time he called him out oh whoa you've got thousands of dollars laid out here you'll sign everything over you want but, but the one stipulation that I'm begging you, God, I'm begging you, Bishop, be a man. If by the grace of the good Lord, woo, I beat you, I get to run WCW for 90 days. Get out of here. And the first thing I'm going to do is take your head out of Hogan's that sounds like a challenge. You have had Turner blindfolded. You're a scammer. You're a schemer. You've got the brain of a pisshead. And you're running an empire. You're not smart. It's tradition. It's Goldberg. It's Nash. It's the Four Horsemen. It's the Steiners. Luger, Sting, and all of us that have bled and sweat hell. Wait a minute, there, there are no more clothes left here. Nature Boy, what is this? Oh, my, oh. Bishop! What? I ain't going home. He's handcuffing himself to the I'll tell you, get your ass out here. Come on. Okay, I've been told we're going to be right back. Don't go away, please. Bishop, you turn the camera off, and I'll be naked when you come back. Oh, my God. He'll do it. And this is this is unbelievable. Fans, you can't afford it to go anywhere. Sit in your seat in your couch. Come on back. Woo! Uh, now that's a, a shoot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here in Baltimore. While you yes, Rick Flair. Mean! Woo! My God, Gene! Bischoff, you gutless, nothing happening, worthless, overbearing! Here's the... Come on! Wait a minute! He's got to be out of it. Come on, Bischoff! Now I'm begging you! And of course, that's where Bischoff came out. So, ah, oh, boy, classic moment. Better promo than uh, 
than uh, than the Eddie Kingston promo, but I don't know. A lot of people out there saying it's the greatest promo of all time. I don't know. I don't know what herbs they're smoking. Don't buy that dollar store oregano. Anyways. Alright, let's run down what's going on here on the network and that continues to Sorry, tomorrow. before before you do that. We didn't get into the uh the wrestlers with the bad attitude backstage. What do you mean? Well there's a smear job on Keith Lee trying to say he was difficult backstage. I don't believe that either, but you know what? Anything's possible. Why? Because they didn't know what to do with him, and they wanted to. Do I, it's possible. Him? It's possible at the end, maybe his attitude wasn't the best because he was just getting jerked around. But that's not his fault. And I, I'd be pissed too if I was being jerked around. You know, I noticed like they was trying. You know, they. I guess Vince thinks that guys his size are only supposed to be like uh, strong monsters. Because uh, if you look at Otis, mm-hmm. then it took all his personality away. And as Big E called him, a walking thumb. Right. All you do now is just come down and stands there. And, you know, they make him look strong in the ring. But he has no personality. Wow. He was, he was a lot better when he was... Uh, Walking around with a ham. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Tomorrow night, the Mark Order. You, you po- know it's true. I know it's true. The Mark Order podcast at ten fifteen following Dynamite. Then on Friday, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, they'll be live at some point during the day. So you can definitely tune into that. Um, the Shining Wizards live next Monday at 7 p.m. Now, I want to make something very clear here about next Tuesday's episode of The Ramp. I don't know if we're going to be on the air next week. Um, and if we're going to be on the air, may not be on Tuesday. So I would stay tuned to social media, and I will let everybody know, Tony C. and Surfer and everybody, if we're going to do the show on a different day next week. Um, the day that I'm looking at to do the show next next week probably is going to be on Monday um, after the Shining Wizards. Probably for an hour. Not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. It all depends how the day goes. Next week, um, I have something going on on Wednesday, so I need to make myself free on Tuesday night. We definitely will not be on the air next Tuesday night. But we probably will be having a show Monday. If not, I will let everybody know when we will do a show at some point during the week. It's possible the show could air later in the week instead. I don't. I just don't know yet. I have to see how the how the rest of this week goes going into the weekend, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, with that said. For Tony C., who bailed out a little while ago. For Surfer, everybody listening in the chat room, everybody listening live, we appreciate you for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, follow us on social media, download the shows of the network. 
because there's a lot. And uh, and hit us up if you got any questions. We're here for you. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. We're an open book, and we can talk about anything and everything. So have a good night, everybody. We'll see you. We all want to go big. Then say that. Ho. Big